Episode 5, IG-88. What the fuck? Hello, and welcome to Star What the Fuck. I'm Marty Cobb, your host, with my co-host... Jason Tagmeyer. And in spirit... Alex Strang. He has turned into a ghost. Uh. Don't worry, he's still alive. He's just with us as a force ghost. Yes. He's glowing blue right beside us, but he's decided to take a vow of silence. Until he's, you know, put back into his proper place. Or replaced with Hayden Christensen. Oh, God. special edition of this podcast is gonna suck <laughs> all right so i wanted to open up with a thing that i just noticed on wikipedia which is that everything is now divided into canon and legends legends referring to the old uh expanded universe uh stuff that is no longer canon because of the new movies coming out and it's a pretty cool way to handle it is you know these are the stories that we've heard about this which is exactly what it is, you know? Yeah, mo- most of the stuff... I, I, I kind of question it, because most of the stuff isn't going to change. No, like, even if... Like, maybe there would be some um, challenge with canon if IG-88 comes back in the new movie. Yeah. But otherwise, it's not going to make any difference. <laughs> so let's talk about who who is IG-88. IG-88 is a droid who appears at the beginning of the, uh, well, not at the beginning, he in the middle of um, Empire Strikes Back, and he's one of the bounty hunters that appears on the deck at the, um, was it the... Executor. The Executor. Uh, so Darth Vader pulled together all of these bounty hunters, I guess the best in the land, the best in the area, yeah. uh, to, to eventually, uh, you know, track down Han Solo. Um, it was IGD, it was... Dengar. Dengar. Bosk. Boba Fett. 4-L-O-M, or 4-L-O-M, I don't know how... Yeah, it's 4-L-O-M and his pan- companion, the the bug-eyed guy. Crap. I know his name. The bug-eyed guy? Yeah, you know the bug-eyed guy? He was, he's next to 4-L-O-M. He's, um, he's a gand. I know the species name, but I don't remember his name. The bug-eyed guy? Does he not appear in the shot? <laughs> he's not in the shot. Oh. I thought... He's like a part of the story. I, um, no, I feel like an idiot. I have missed... I have messed up Empire. Wait, what is his... his he's a... He's a Gand. Gand. There was toys of him. They mixed up their names. Zuckus? Yes, Zuckus. Ah, Zuckus. I always forget Zuckus. I, I have a toy of Zuckus. Yes. Whole bunch of awesome looking bounty hunters. Uh, really, really sets the, the stage for the scene. Um... And today we're going to focus on IGD88, IG88, which I can't get out. IG88. Um, I know him first from, I guess, the old action figure that never stood up properly because his legs were too thin. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. But uh, today we're going to learn a little bit more about him. Um, so I wanted to first note IG8's behind, IG88's behind the scenes stuff in that IG-88 is really a droid made out of a bunch of random stuff that they found lying around and then built 
into a humanoid shape. Like Which was the best way to make movies in the 1970s. Oh, absolutely. 80s. Like, uh, his, his, most of his parts apparently have not been identified, at least according to Wikipedia. His head is constructed from a Rolls-Royce Derwent jet engine burner with slight modifications and additions. So that's probably the eyes and little random pieces. He's mostly built from aircraft pieces, apparently. Um, he does a... Like, how awesome would that job be? That you just... You're going to create this character. You have to create a bounty hunter who is, you know, a, a, a savage killer out of whatever you can find, you know. Yeah. That should be a challenge. We should put that out to people. We should make puppets, I think. <laughs> make uh, yourself a bounty hunter. What do, I'm looking around here. There's a pizza box. There's another pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bottles of soda. Our, our, our bounty hunter is not going to be that good. No, he'll have crackers and stuff. He, he's got There's a tripod. A tripod would, would, would be cool. Well, if we could take it apart. We got a... Star Wars laser pistol. Um, that's about it. Uh, so we have a gun at least. <laughs> He's got Han Solo's gun. gun. <laughs> There's some tinfoil. There um, we go. I also want to note that um, uh, the concept art for uh, IG-88, which can be found on the uh, Wikipedia, is really awesome. But yeah, looks... it's it's neat. He's you know his tall. The, I guess the most prominent feature is his like tall uh, cylindrical head. And yeah. in this one, he's got this little tiny dome head. He's he's very cool. I would call him like super generic though. Like he almost looks like a, like a like a super battle droid. No, what are they yeah. called? Uh, a super battle droid. Right? Yeah, the super battle droids. Yeah, yeah. they kind of it kind of looks like that. It looks really really neat. I, I like it, but it is very generic. I would say very seventies sci fi. Yeah, it's definitely like you know. Uh, I can see why they didn't make this one, though. This looks way more complicated. Like, IG-88, like, you can tell that he's really a mishmash of pieces. Like, he looks awesome because of that. <laughs> but he definitely is a series of mishmash pieces. So we didn't watch the scene back because it's about eight seconds long. Yeah, well, we pretty much but know the shot. Is he pretty much just a a prop? Like, does he even move? I think he might, like... Did they animate him in any way? He you might know? move his head, maybe. Okay. Like, I mean, uh... All of you Star Wars fans that are crazier than we are, you, you can correct us. Um, but I don't I don't believe he does anything in the scene besides just kind of look around, maybe. Because I can't imagine that he can move well. No. Like, he, uh, he, he can't, his legs don't move at all, I'm sure, first off. <laughs> he is but like stapled he, to the floor. He is, at, like, maybe his arm could move, like the one with the gun attached to it. I remember the action figure's head spun. I think there was a spot either in the center or down down at the bottom, and his head spun around in a circle. And, and I'm, I, I might be thinking of the newer one, because they did make a newer one recently. Uh, but I always used to just sit there and spin the head. I thought it was just the coolest thing. That is awesome. Um, so, uh, just kind of looking at him, I think that IG-88 is one of the most impractical droids that we <laughs> see in the series. I love his look. I love... He is my favorite Star Wars background character. Wow. Yep. Um... But I think that he's a droid with a lack of actual hands. <laughs> he has a gun for a hand. He has a flamethrower for one hand and a regular gun for the other hand, if I recall. What else do you need? Well, for a bounty hunter, not much. But for literally opening a door. You can't get out of this room <laughs> unless someone opens the door for him. And he also looks very top-heavy and his legs are super thin. Like, you mentioned that, um, uh, I don't know if you mentioned on the podcast, but... 
the action figure, it never stood up properly. No, yeah. Because uh, its legs were too thin. It still kind of think that would happen. <laughs> they probably, <laughs> it was, they were trying to be very realistic with it. It kept falling over on the set. It was probably like, like a broom handle, like on the back of it to hold it up. <laughs> like just... <laughs> Maybe it's on strings. Maybe. I mean, the one thing that this does do well, that the design does show off, is his head does look like you can see in all directions at once. Yes. He has 360 vision, which is exactly what you would want your bounty hunter robot to have. And secondly, it's just amazingly badass. I mean, you see this thing coming after you, and you might as well just lay down and wait for him to come get you. So, I want to, as a real quick thing, what do you think IG stands for? IG. Infinite grenades so we talked about his hands and <laughs> infinite grenades 88 which 88 might be the amount of grenades he can carry but infinite grenades he's got that little uh this little uh strap he's got his infinite grenades in there but it really just holds 88 of them well you <laughs> want to know the extremely disappointing suffix that what what ig stands for yes it is because the company that made it which was um well, the manufacturer was Halloween at Laboratories. The creator was a project called Project Flutdroid. Now, Project Flutdroid made a whole bunch of IG robots that you might see in the uh, cartoon series. Uh, specifically, the IG-86 and the IG Lancer Combat Droids. They were these, like, they had lances, and they, before, they look exactly like wow. IG-88. Uh, and the IG-100s, which you will remember as the Magna Guards. Okay, yep. IG... Who is stands for the people that contracted them, and it stands for Intergalactic Banking Clan. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if wow. you don't remember, is the people that were behind the uh, the entirety of Phantom Menace. They were the bad guys, uh, the Nemoidians in Phantom Menace. That is the most disappointing thing I've learned all day. That sounds like like. <laughs> like they were sponsored by them. <laughs> it basically was. They were basically paid. They paid the company to make them. Uh, Intergalactic Banking Clan presents IG88. <laughs> so that's what it stands for. And that is, that's really disappointing. Oh, uh, man. It's so corporate. <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess it's more realistic. <laughs> it's such a sellout. Yeah. So um, I have another thing is the IG100s are the Magna Guards. And IG-88 was made after them. So I can understand a company wanting to skip to 100. But the IG-100s look like way more efficient models than IG-88 ever could be. Do we know what the 88 stands for? I assume it's like the 88th model that they made. <laughs> they after made... the 100th model. <laughs> yeah. Or that they just picked random numbers and were like, 88 sounds good. Which is probably how it actually was named. I'm sure. 88 just sounded um, cool. Uh, so the IG... Um, the IG-88 does not look as effective as the Magna Guards do. But, um... So, uh, before you read further, I would like to ask you, what do you think the backstory of IG-88 is? Alright, um... Darth Vader obviously picked these people for a reason. Um... He probably picked IG-88 because... I would think he's slightly more immortal than the rest of them. He's slightly less mortal than Boba Fett and 
toilet wrapped, toilet paper wrapped Dengar and Alligator Bosk and all them. I'm like, sure how, just... like, how do you defeat IG-88? He's, he's a man of metal. So I would think that he, uh, he was chosen, I think he was chosen for that reason. Um, he survived everything that you, 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 you expect. He's had to prove himself in, in some prominent way at one point. And I would say he probably took out, like, 300 men alone in some sort of battle. That's not that's not too far, because he was a phenomenal bounty hunter. We do know that. He was enough that at least he was thought of it. However, he did have his own imperial bounty, um, which uh, is a quote here. Wanted, IG-88, a.k.a. the Flut Droid. Also reportedly operating as IG-88A, IG-88B, IG-88C, or IG-88D. Heavily armed and more than 150 kills. Dismantle on sight. So... He has uh, some really good aliases there. Uh, yeah. You would have never known it was him. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> IG-88, at least in old canon, was four droids, actually. They all basically have the same consciousness. They were basically a hive mind. But he had four bodies, essentially. IG-88A through D. Which is why he operates under those names. Um, he killed more than 150 people. Knew it. Um, so he had a, he had a crazy, uh, high body count. We don't know how high it probably actually was because IG-88 was a bounty hunter to gain money to fund his own things. Was he trying to open his own bank? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I would absolutely love to see him do that. So IG-88 has a pretty typical backstory for any robot in a science fiction story in that he was created. Uh, there were four of them. IG-88A is the first one. Um, and IG-88A was gained self-awareness basically randomly. When they turned him on, he gained self-awareness. He was like, oh, wait, no, I'm going to kill everyone in front of me because <laughs> that's what he's meant to do. He's an evil robot in a science fiction story. Did he kill the creator? Yeah, basically, he went all Skynet on it. Wow. And um, then he took the other four, the other three that were there, uh, B through D, and he gave them their his consciousness. So they all think the same. They all exist. They own their own ship called the... Um, Oh, I know the ship name. I've seen it. No, I know it. I'm going to guess it. You can guess it. I'm not going to guess it. His ship was named the IG-2000. So the IG, this intergalactic banking clan's naming conventions, (laughs) are uh, pretty awesome. IG-100 was the... uh, Magna Guards. The Magna Guards. 88, A, B, C, and D was our beloved IG-88. And the ship is the IG-2000. Uh, do you think he named that himself? Like, he's just not very creative. <laughs> like, he was like, well, what's a good number to put after my ma- my name? 2000, 2000 sounds good. Here's a good quote for you. You want me to describe the inside of IG-2000? It's cold and metal and a little bit of evil, just like it's pilot. Dash Rendar. Oh, man. Dash Rendar said that? Dash Rendar's got beef with IG-88 and IG-2000. We will get into that, because Dash Rendar does actually have beef with IG-88. <laughs> um, I don't even know why IG-88 needs a ship. He looks like he should just take off. Well, he probably has, he has jetpacks. We see yeah. that he, he has jetpacks, if not in the movie, well, at least he does it in Shadows of the Empire. Or Shadow Over the Empire, or whatever it is. Yep, that's the story I read. So, therefore, I am. Don't read ahead. The I tale want, of IG-88. Because I want to transcribe this. This will be great. <laughs> I, you will not... You will be... <laughs> you will be shocked 
at the things this character goes through. It's it's amazing. Alright. <laughs> so let's take a minute and talk about that. Tell us what he goes through. Okay. <clears throat> IG-88's main story, the one that he has the most background in, besides probably appearing in dozens of other stories. Um, his main story is from the book Tales of the Bounty Hunters by um, whatever, Kevin J. Anderson. Kevin J. Anderson, uh, which is just a series of short stories about the bounty hunters. It was really early in the expanded universe. This would have been... I remember reading some of these, and I think he did the Tales from he Jabba's did, Palace. He or... did Tales from Jabba's Palace and Tales from the Cantina. Yeah, I remember I read a couple of them, and... I remember just being super excited at the time because I don't think I ever saw anything other than like the, the, the main three Star Wars films. And I remember reading a couple things in there and it just opening my world to this, this new, uh, they, <laughs> the, um, the tales of books. I believe there's only three of them. There might be more, but the, uh, the tales of the cantina, tales of the bounty hunters and tales of the, um, of Jabba's palace are the most fun books I've probably read, at least in Star Wars world, because they are gleefully crazy. Yeah. Like, cause, um, the detail that they go into for these random background characters. Now this is a series of short stories with that exact intention. They're like, see that Armani man over there. I'm going to give him a story. <laughs> like, it, like none of it matters in any way, but like all of them have, gr- have crazy stories. Like, and I think they're perfect cause they're, they're, they're kind of short stories. And yeah, that's the, about the amount of time I want to give. Yeah, there are like the, the tales of the um, tales of the bounty hunters is probably the longest of the books. That's because there's only five of them, and they're they're pretty sizable stories. Yeah. Um, but the well, tales I mean, of the, how much are they going to write about like Cade, the little mouse person in the canteen? <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Like all the rest of them, like the other two are great because they're like each character is only like ten pages long. Exactly. But they give. Um, I discussed this in I believe the first episode where I said that. Uh, Star Wars Expanded Universe and the prequel series has a way of expanding a character's importance to a degree that makes no sense. Yes. Giving a character importance that doesn't need it is uh, what I believe I said. Um, IG-88 is definitely the craziest example of this. In fact, I'm going to say this beforehand, IG-88 is the most powerful Star Wars, probably the most powerful Star Wars characters for one reason. If things had gone differently this character would have been the main bad guy. Wow. Um, and I'm sure everyone else that there's ever been a story about is just that is just that important. Yeah. Like, um, but like, uh, the only one I think that had like no importance was like Dengar, but like his thing was like a love story. It got weird. Cause basically what it is is that tales of the bounty hunters is basically about, uh, a little bit beforehand. And then it goes on to the, um, uh, it goes on, it's them on the deck, and then it's them spreading out, and then, like, the other guy's failing to do anything. Except for Boba Fett, who, his story is the longest, because it goes through all of Return of the Jedi as well. Plus, he was Boba Fett. You would expect him to be the longest. Um, but, uh, okay, so here's the story of IG-88A through D. IG-88 was created by a company called Halloween Manufacturers. They were, they created him. Uh, it was part of Project Flut. Uh, he killed all of them, put his consciousness into the robots, like I said earlier, and then basically he left taking, taking the IG-2000, and his goal was to create and start the droid revolution. He wanted to set his droid brothers free, which is a very noble thing, because in the Star Wars universe, the droids are very mistreated. <laughs> that's the, true. That's, they that's they true. are given, like, human, human qualities and human... Yeah, they thought. are, like, the dirt of the... 
the land. Which uh, somebody, a fan theory had suggested that the reason why this is is that the Clone Wars droids, everybody got so turned off of droids because they were being used as the soldiers of like the cruelest army in that universe that um, they just all started hating droids more and more. But uh, beyond that, <clears throat> IG-88 then kind of just took up a job uh, being a bounty hunter because it was the one thing he knew how to do. He was basically made to kill, and he was intelligent enough to make money that. He appeared in a couple of random short stories that I don't know, including he appeared in an episode of Star Wars Droids, um, which you can see a picture of, and it looks really funny. Um, he looks like a, like a Muppet Babies character. <laughs> he does. It's the same coloring. It's probably the same animation team. Yeah. But I think what it really is is that he looks like the action figure version of himself. Yeah. Uh, maybe even less like that than that because I think even the action figure had weird amounts of details in weird spots. But basically, there were um, four IG-88. IG-88A was the one that we'll talk about last because he was the one that lives the longest. IG-88B... Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, he was the one that appeared on the Death Star destroy, uh, the Destroyer, the Super Destroyer Executor. Um, and he also learned, he also like hacked into the, the Executor and learned all the information about the Empire, what was going on, including that he knew about the, uh, the Death Star before even the Re Rebels knew. Um, he relayed the information to the other things. Afterward, he had IG-88C place trackers on all the bounty hunter ships, so he had knew, known where all the other bounty hunters were, um, and to find, because he can use them to find Solo. Um, <clears throat> Boba Fett, he, uh, Boba Fett allowed IG-88B to follow him to Bespin, because he was the one in the IG-2000, and he hunted down Boba Fett because he was the one who found Solo, and then he... Boba Fett killed IG-88B. And then IG-88C was sent out to attack Boba Fett. IG-88C and D. And uh, were sent out to kill Boba Fett. Boba Fett killed IG-88C. And then uh, IG-88D, um, he didn't die, but he crashed land in... No, wait, no, um... Ooh, do, 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 do. No, no, okay, here we go. Boba Fett thought he killed IG-88D by grabbing him with his tractor, used uh, a tractor beam to unleash assault on the IG-2000. IG but later, IG-88D appeared in a junkyard on Ord Mandel, uh, Mandel where he fought... Dash Randar, in the <laughs> probably the most annoying boss in that game, um, if I recall, because that sucked so much. Oh, that was so hard. Yeah. I remember that. I remember, though, that there's a glitch uh, that you can do where you can, like, make it so that you can fall into a hole and that you can shoot up at him, but he can't shoot down. That's probably the only way I'd be <laughs> I think, I, I remember, oh, God, that, that was so hard. I, I love that game. So I want to know... Kevin J. Anderson, if, if he's the one who came up with the A, B, C, and D thing. like He probably did, because I, I don't think... I that... couldn't think of a more boring way to tell a story. Like, IG-88A, like, oh, which one? Uh, which one was that? Uh, 
it's it's so like I understand the reasonings and I'm if, sure. if I recall, it keeps it in a way that you can kind of tell what's going on still. But you just summarized it and I was lost. <laughs> yeah, basically, what ends up happening is B, C, and D all get killed by Boba Fett because they try to track down Han Solo by using Boba Fett doing by using Boba Fett to get to him first. Basically, they they so, let Boba Fett do all the work and then they track him down. He kills B. So then, but so they send C and D after to kill Boba Fett, and then C and D dies. Then D comes back and fights Dash Rendar. <laughs> so Darth Vader isn't the brightest bulb in the galaxy, but why would he pull like five or six bounty hunters in at one time? Because you know this is going to happen. Like you know they're going to fight over him, and eventually your bounty could be killed. You know, like they weren't trying to kill Han Solo; they wanted him alive to lure everybody in. Uh, bringing five or six ruthless killers into one room, having them stand all next to each other and powwow around. I, I don't, I don't know how he thought that was going to be a good well, idea. That's the thing and I don't know why we weren't seeing a fight scene between all of them. Uh, and they're just all just hanging out. Well, I think the real thing is, is that like Bosk, Dengar and four LOM and get when they actually, the only person that comes across as probably not killing his targets immediately is Dengar. Okay. Because Dengar probably doesn't kill people, because you can just look at him and go, yeah, okay, that guy's kind of lame. I don't think he could shoot anything. I don't think he can run, really. He was a little portly. Um, I think Bosk would eat them. Yeah, Bosk is like, he's he, he's a Trandoshan. They just kill everything, apparently. And then IG-88's a ruthless machine who doesn't give a crap about human life. And then Boba Fett has to be told to not use disintegrations. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Which... I read a really interesting theory the other day. Yes. That that whole no disintegration line was a little nod to who actually killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. That's very interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, and the shots were a little too accurate for Stormtroopers <laughs> because it was Boba Fett shooting. See, that's the thing, though, that also applies to that gives more importance to a character that shouldn't have it thing. <laughs> Well, but it's I just think just like I think internet fandom. Uh, that, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful fan I, theory. I, it, was, <laughs> it was exciting to read. And, that sounds uh, like such an internet fan theory. <laughs> it <laughs> really does. But but how else will you describe no disintegration? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure it, there's a book about it somewhere. But well, I remember that there's in uh, Battlefront Two there is a device called the disintegrator that you. It's like a it's like a shotgunny like thing and it disintegrates the bodies. But that's like a spy uses the spy character. Uh, the Bothan. The Bothan oh, yeah, yeah. in uh, Battlefront does that. But the last of the IG-88, who I didn't describe, because you will get a kick out of this. IG-88A is the smartest of them, and he kind of hangs back. He's the one that kind of has like the intelligence. He probably sits it back in a base. But what he ends up doing, he went to Mechus 3, a planet, and started a droid revolution there. <laughs> like I, I believe that Mechus 3 was probably just a drunk planet that like he built droids in. Did you say a junk planet or a drunk planet? I, <laughs> I, I, I misheard it. A junk planet, but a drunk planet would be even funnier, because oh. that'd be way easier to take over. That's um, where Dengar goes. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't catch that goddamn Han Solo. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my problems away. Um, but IG-88A, knowing that the Death Star exists, travels to the Death Star... During the Battle of Endor, he sneaks in using that, and he uploads his consciousness 
into the computer core of the Death Star. He effectively becomes the Death Star. Oh my god. I know. Well, he picked a good time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the very definition of placing importance on a character that doesn't need it. That yes. shouldn't deserve it. Like <laughs> He becomes the Death Star. That's insane. Is the most minor background <laughs> characters become the most important character in the galaxy in these stories. Like I and that's why I said like if if Star Wars Revenge the Return of the Jedi had gone a different way, that's <laughs> he would have been the main bad guy because he would have had control of everything. And I think you could probably say that about every other bad guy if you read all this. Yeah, like uh, yeah, Boba Fett survives, so uh. he could probably he probably I think there's something to say about that because obviously these people are put in a scene because they're prominent. So they probably have these prominent stories. But the way they intertwine things is what makes it just that ridiculous. Like you could give a great story about how he was this 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 you know crazy bounty hunter and and he uploaded his 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 consciousness into something. But when they tie it to the Death Star in Return of the Jedi is I, where it just takes it over the edge and it just becomes a joke. Yeah, like cuz at that moment, like, you didn't need to add any amount of anything to that sequence. All it needed to do, you know, like, just because we know the Death Star gets exploded doesn't mean you should do that. <laughs> like, yeah. just be doesn't mean that you should make IG-88 Plus, it makes Star. the, I mean, they try to make this world so huge, but it makes this world so small. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because, like, if he was, like, I'm going to take over a Imperial destroyer like that's like he's like i'm gonna put my consciousness into a spaceship a giant spaceship and i'm going to fight the empire that way nobody would care and nobody would mind <laughs> like that's it's awesome that's an awesome way to end your story is that ig88 is like i'm gonna do this and then you could have a sequel to that where it would be interesting where he would be control of this ship and nobody would know and i don't know it'd be interesting but him taking over the death star is almost ludicrous in itself and like he gets, like, that's the way you kill off your character. <laughs> like, he, all the IG-88s die at this point. Like, um, the only one that technically might survive is D, is IG-88D, and that's only because he gets killed by um, Dash Rendar later anyway. So we've learned that that's all legend, and this can all change yeah, this in is no episode 7 when... IG-88 shows up and kills uh, Luke Skywalker, and they have to go fight him, and then he uploads himself to the third Death Star... <laughs> yeah, the movies are, are very dark. <laughs> uh, I, I know, isn't that like the most awful, stupid thing you could put a character into? Like, I, I think it is, but at the same time, that's why we're doing this show, and that's why yeah. this even exists because of that kind of ridiculousness. I mean, um, he he lost, <laughs> uh, but like, like imagine like if they had managed to blow up. Uh, if they had managed to win, the Empire had won. And, like, you had a fourth movie that was, like, the even darker turn or whatever. Like, Palpatine would have no power anymore. Because <laughs> he'd be like, well, I'm going to leave this room. Door shuts on him. Like, nobody is going to be... Like, he can't... You can't... If you can close out the Emperor and just kill him by starving him to death, that's what I would do if I was IG-88. Yeah. I would be like, I'm just going to close the door on you, and I'm going to take this ship, and I'm going to just destroy random planets and be like... But you forgot one major, major fact. What? He doesn't have hands, and he can't close the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because he no longer needs it. He's just... The, he's now the Death Star. He can just close all the Death Star doors. 
Hell, I'm sure that he can close the trash compactor. Oh. Yeah, see? Thanks. I'm surprised there's not a fan <laughs> story or, or a Kevin J. Anderson story or anybody about how he was the one who closed the trash compactor. <laughs> <laughs> Causing a big turn of events. <laughs> oh, man. We should write that one. Yeah, actually, I'm sure that's a real story where it's um, it turns out that like it was... The, there was this random stormtrooper who turned out to be like a major general. Like it was like, oh yeah, uh, and that um, closed he was it. promoted for that one. Yeah, um, like I'm sure like uh, um, uh, Kyle Katarn, that famous expanded universe yep. character, he was in in the Imperial Army for a while. I'm sure it was him that closed the trash compactor because that's how important. <laughs> like that's how it works. Every character that's in the expanded that in the expanded universe is done something that influences the rest of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, like every... <laughs> but it's like, we don't need to know everything about why the trash compactor closed. We don't need to know... We didn't need to know anything about IG-88. You could have made a really interesting story about him without having to bring the Death Star into it. Wow. <laughs> it's All the right. second Death Star, I should note, of course. But. Yeah. So it was incomplete Death Star. He tried the first time, but it's unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Just... I love that so Oh, that's amazing. All right, so who would win in a fight? IG-88 IG or Dengar? Well, knowing Dengar, like I said, he can't run. So I, depending on like how close they are, I, I can imagine that you could say that Dengar could be a better shot. We wouldn't know. But IG-88 is a robot, so he probably has the best shot possible. Plus, these are lasers. They should just fire straight anyway, so like... <laughs> Alright, IG-88 or 4LOM? 4LOM doesn't seem to have any guns. He just looks like a protocol droid with a bug head. <laughs> IG-88 or Zuckus? <laughs> Who may or may not be in the scene. Well, Zuckus... What I know about Zuckus is that he's... he's got a long trench coat. Yeah, he's got a long trench coat. He is a trained hunter. Which means badass. Yeah. He is a trained hunter from birth. I know that, because that's, that's a Gand thing. Um, but I would have to say the robot still. The robot has a flamethrower. Like, you can just <laughs> set that trench coat on fire. Alright, we're getting down there. IG-88 or Bosk? That's a tough one, actually. Because, uh, uh, I don't know about... I, I know that at least Wookiees will whip a, dro a droid's arm sockets out for <laughs> losing true. a chest. I'm sure that Bosk can probably do the same. <laughs> um, that all depends. I, I, you know, Bosk is probably way faster. Yeah. Because uh, he's a lizard person, and IG-88 can probably barely stand. Um, so if I had to pick, it'd probably be Bosk. But then again, IG-88 is a robot. It can shoot <laughs> faster. <laughs> and has a flamethrower if it runs that close. Like, you know, a robot is better than things that humans, than yes. humans are. Right. IG-88 or Boba Fett? Oh, that's the toughest nope. question. And that... See, the thing is, is that, like, which Boba Fett? Are we talking about movie Boba Fett or expanded universe Boba, Boba Fett? Boba Fett, A. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that there are officially two f Boba Fetts, because expanded universe Boba Fett, way cooler than regular Boba Fett. Because oh. regular Boba Fett... Is a jump. Yeah, he kind of just stands around and dies. He doesn't really shoot anything, he doesn't do anything. But expanded universe uh, Boba Fett manages to survive the Starlack pick. And, like, kills everybody. So... Um, 
Well, we know that IG88 actually lost three times. <laughs> we do. <laughs> thinking, know about, that. thinking about it, it's yeah. True. We know that he lost three times, <laughs> but one of him didn't. Well, that depends. Which IG88 are we talking about? IG88 in his hu- in his droid travel? Are we talking about him in the Death Star? Him in the Death Star. <laughs> He's taken out. Oh, uh, the Death Star does require a huge recharge time, and the Death Star that he was in was incomplete, so Boba Fett could have been able to fly into it <laughs> by that time. Uh, as long as uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were able to turn off the shield generators. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I had to pick, I would have to say IG-88, probably, but Boba Fett would probably win in the Expanded Universe. So there you have it. We've proven that he is the ultimate bounty hunter. He is the ultimate Star Wars character. He became the Death Star. <laughs> I can't get over how stupid that is. <laughs> oh, wow. So, final thoughts on IG-88? Um, final thoughts on IG-88. Um, the toy was awesome. The, the design, <laughs> the kitbash design is, is awesome. Uh, I, would, I would fear for my life if I, I saw him... Um, we we've determined he's could defeat all the other bounty hunters. He doesn't have hands. He became the Death Star. I Marty might be right that he is one of the absolute coolest Star Wars characters out there. He's definitely like I said earlier. He is my favorite Star Wars background character. I've I've always been a kind of bit obsessed with robots, at least design wise, and I just love his design. I love everything about him. He looks slapdash, but he looks awesome because of that. Like he's just he's got a gun for an arm and a flamethrower for an arm. That's really awesome. So like that's the I just love him and I think his backstory is so ludicrously awesome <laughs> that 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 it just transcends to the craziest thing in the Star Wars universe. Not well, not not really, but uh, we'll probably find something crazier eventually. But I do love him, so uh, he's my one of my favorites. Definitely. Hello, and welcome to the Star What The F*** Game Show. I'm your host, Marty Cobb, and with me today is our contestant... Moors Demana. Moors. That's an interesting name. What do you do? I do Moors than you. Ugh. Alright, so the name of the game is... Figure out what the heck this is. I'm gonna give you a random thing from the Wikipedia article. It's a random article that I have just pulled up. I will give you the title, and you have to tell me what it is. The closer you are, the more points you get. But the points don't matter. I'm in. Uh, the word of the day is... E-reap. E-R-E-P. Could be E-rep as well. Oh, man. E-reap. E-rep. Take your time. Oh man, E-Rip. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna say this is a language. E-Rip is a language. Uh, who is it spoken by? I would say it's spoken by the Yakface. Uh, I can't remember the name of Yakface's it would probably be a little... Oh, this is so tough. I'm sticking with a language, Erep. Erep is a language. This is a hard one, because it could also be a droid. It could also be initials. <laughs> it could also be... 
I was trying to spell it backwards and trying to think of something clever with that. Oh. <laughs> this there's the no way one. there's an article about this. <laughs> oh. This so you, is the worst show of all time. So you're going in with language? You, do you have much else to say beyond that? Because it could just be one sentence. Okay, so Erip is a language spoken by yak faces species. And don't they have three mouths? No, they have three eyes. Um, I've never been so stumped in my life. I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> I, I guess you could, but this could take a while. <laughs> Uh, to put it on speakerphone. <laughs> okay, I'm going with a language. Europe is a language spoken by Yakface from his original planet, and it is—it's it, a very soft-spoken language uh, where things are said backwards. You are not even close. <laughs> 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 Ereep is a thing. It is a physical thing. It is a planet. And I'm going to quote here. Ereep with the second planet in the Naboo system, it had one moon. This article is a stub about a planet. You can help Wikipedia by expanding it. <laughs> That's all we know is that it was a planet and that it had one moon. I'm going to expand it by telling them how it's a language. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a yak face language. They speak Ereep. Now... Uh, Excuse me, uh, Marty Cobb, the host. I just want to interrupt for a second. If I were to expand it and say that, <laughs> and cite some bogus source that does not exist, how long do you think I could stump the moderators? I would say at least an hour. <laughs> I might have to do that. Yeah, give it a shot. While I lost this game, I might win in that game. Yeah. So you get zero points, but I give you a point for even attempting this one. This was the hardest one we had. Because like you said, this could have been a planet, a species, anything. Because this name is very... It could have been a Pokemon. It really could have. <laughs> Ereep. That's that's definitely my new Pokemon. Oh. It's going to look like Yakface. The hardest game ever. If you want to know more about Ereep, it was in the Midrim, in the sector Chobol sector, in the system Naboo system. It has one sun, the Naboo sun, it is in the orbit, orbital position, too, since the second planet. And it had one moon. And its Greek coordinates were 017. And it is a class, and its physical class is Searing Rock. <laughs> oh, it's so pointless. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I love the most pointless. I think uh, this one in Metanol from the first episode. My favorite. All right, good night, everybody. That's one more episode of Star whoa, What the Fu- whoa, 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 wait, wait. I forgot one thing. There actually is a sequence of Emperor Palpatine having the door closed on him in the Death Star. And I remember it describes it. IG-88, who was finally uploaded into the Death Star... Closes the door on Emperor Palpatine to prove that he is better than him. <laughs> That's actually what he does it for. Um, and basically, he closes the door on him, and Emperor Palpatine is like, this is really annoying, and forces the door open with his with his force powers. That is actually a good interaction in the book, if I recall. Wow. <laughs>
Now you may continue. And I want to apologize ahead of time for just repeatedly mentioning the fact that he became the Death Star. Because he became the Death Star. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I, I can't think of... There's something out there that's more funny. I'm weirder sure. and great. Alright, thanks again everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Beats by Lobot, the least cool headphones in the galaxy.